Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Time for another episode of All Elite Wrestling's Unrestricted, which is the official podcast of AEW. Tony Schiavone and Aubrey Edwards together once again. You cannot separate us. It doesn't matter what wrestling company you watch. We're going to be there together <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. I like the little... Yeah, it was nice uh, being ringside at the uh, Impact and yeah. coming around and just like, hey, Tony, what's up? And then yeah. going around to the other side of the ring. It's nice. Right. That's cool. It was a great experience. It really was. And congratulations to Kenny Omega for his win. By the way, uh, don't forget the AEW Casino game. And Aubrey, you know all about that. I do. It's available on the iOS App Store and Google Play. You can download it now. It's a legit fun casino game. And we've started adding a lot of AEW branding and whatnot. So you'll start to see cool gifts like Darby's skateboard and Phoenix's mask. So cool stuff in there. Uh, Marvez was telling me how how absolutely addicted he is to this game last loop. So it's definitely a fun one. It really is. And speaking of fun, we've got the alien returning, our own Chris Statlander. Chris, how are you? I'm wonderful. I'm just curious. Are you holding up your like Perrier bottle as like a microphone, like we're holding up the bottle? Because it looks like it. Now my microphone is here and this Topo Chico. I know, but it looks like you're like, how are you? How are you doing? <laughs> no, is, that the lime? is that the lime Topo Chico? Yes. Twist the lime. Oh, that's the best one. Yeah. So, Chris, it is great to have you back. It's great to be back. I never thought this day would come. Mm. <laughs> did you Did you really think this day would never come? It felt like it. It was miserable. Oh, yeah. I, I get it. We all get it because I we had seen you backstage and kept asking, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? And I know you were, as the old cliche goes, itching to get back in the ring. But you're back now. You're part of Best Friends in Orange Cassidy, mm-hmm. Galaxy's Greatest Goobers. Yes. It seems like... <laughs> Uh, how did this all happen? How did you uh, how did you get hooked up with, so to speak, with the best friends? Well, I feel like the whole like me and Orange Cassidy type thing has been we've talked about doing this since both of us were since before both of us were signed uh, with AEW, where we had done a mixed tag team match together and we had wrestled each other twice, actually. And our characters are just so similar and just complement each other so well that it's just like it had to have come to fruition at some point. So like when I first got signed, we were doing a whole lot of skits on BTE and everything. And then we were told it would never happen on TV. This is going to stay on BTE just because of, you know, 
personal reasons and whatnot. Not not our reasons, but it was just right. something that wasn't wanted for TV. And then the fact that it how we made that me joining them become my actual return, it's still incredibly mind blowing to me. Like, how often do you see a woman wrestler return in a men's main event gimmick match to team up <laughs> with them and save them? Like when does that happen ever never does. So it, it was right. kind of like a huge moment for me and that I didn't realize that I was just like, Oh, I'm just doing a goofy ass spot right here. But like, it's, it's to make, uh, make amends with like friends that I hadn't been here for this whole time and it's stuff. So I, I think it was just really cool how it all actually happened. And like the fact that it actually is happening now. And I feel like now that it's being seen what we're doing, it's like, Oh, why haven't we done this all along? And I see so many people like, tweets and stuff where it's like i feel like this is chris joining the best friends is a little bit too tailored to my specific needs as a wrestling <laughs> fan and stuff like that where it's like where people like it's like they're actually getting exactly what they wanted and like it's like one of the most feel good things that people have and i'm like i'm so happy i get to be a part of that it's so it's so nice to be like that joy for people. So I want to talk a little bit about the specific moment of your return, which is through the claw machine at the uh, Arcade Anarchy. And I remember us talking about you busting through the glass and like talk about that experience because I know it's a little funny story. <laughs> well, okay. So I don't even know where to start with that because I know that was originally supposed to be Orange Cassidy's spot, which that I don't get because he was in the match. So like if he like trying to think <laughs> about it, like how would he just not be a part of the match in the entrance? And then like Chuck would just be getting double teamed the whole time. And then Orange Cassidy pops out of it. Like I, I like to me that didn't make sense. But, you know, I don't write or book anything. So it's not my decision. But when I got cleared that week and was told I was doing something that week, I was like, oh, I was not ex I was seriously I got cleared the Tuesday I believe that we fly out to go to tapings and then I was not expecting anything at all to happen because it's like you got to build up storylines and stuff like that I know they were talking about maybe teasing a return and everything and I don't know I just got told that I was going to be in the claw machine and I was just like okay that's cool and then I was so worried that like the plexiglass wasn't going to come off that I was like I had to me and Penelope were like it's just got to be it's just got to be full force just got to do it and then I was worried that I was going to shock master myself getting out of the claw machine <laughs> because it's it's pretty tall to get over there so I was like oh, great I'm going to make my big return if I don't if my my leg because my leg can't bend all the way with a brace on so I was like if my foot gets stuck and I fucking eat shit oh god like I was so worried that I was just going to face plant and then but they told me they were going to put a step in there for me and they're like I'll be able to grab onto the top so I was like okay and it was hot in there too I know this is probably uh, answering some fan questions that I saw but they want to know how long that I was in there for because it was a taped show that we did it on I was in there before they did entrances I was in there the entire match so suffering just sitting Suffering. with your little walkie-talkie waiting for Jerry yeah. to give you the and there'd the be cue. times where there'd be times Penelope she would walk over to me and be like hey you hear all those you suck chants they're talking about you and then she'd like <laughs> walk away <laughs> oh my god that's so great it was a great moment as a matter of fact uh, Chris I don't know about Excalibur but Jr. and I I know we're not smart enough that you were in the machine 
So it was a surprise for us. So it was. It oh, was you a good didn't surprise. know that I was in there? No, did not. <laughs> See, I feel like that was the case with a lot of people that they didn't know that. Um, or like they saw me when they were talking about it. They saw me like standing out there with them, but they didn't know where I went when the match actually started. So I don't think a lot of people saw me get into the claw machine. Right. Because it was before the match started. Like I was in there for a solid like two, three minutes before they even started doing entrances. So it was it was a good surprise. It really was. And and I know I'd seen you in the back and I know, you know, you you've kind of changed your look a little bit, which is great. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw that you were looked like ready for action, but then when you popped out, that kind of surprised all of us. And the plexiglass kind of surprised Penelope as well, didn't it? Yeah. Uh with that plexiglass, uh she was, for everyone that's going to ask about it, she was going to put her hands up. It just, it came out so much easier than we thought that it was going to, that she just didn't have time to, which is why her hands are like down here. Mm-hmm. But we got such a perfect moment out of it. And she was fine. She was fine. For anyone that thinks I might have broken her nose or anything, she was fine. It was just so unexpected in like the best way possible that that happened. <laughs> I don't know, Aubrey. Do you know? Do we save the plexiglass of that as a memento? Yeah, it's in the prop truck. Good. Yeah, I, I know the the picture of it ended up on Instagram at one point or another, where like yeah. you see Penelope's like. I posted the one on Twitter, yeah. and then she just posted it on uh, Instagram before our match. Uh, right. But yeah, I know. I know Charlie took it and he saved it in the prop truck. So that's something that we're saving. <laughs> Love yeah. it. That's a great memento. That's great. And yeah. who knows, 20 years down the road, you can make some money on eBay with it. Mm-hmm. We'll both <laughs> sign in and whatnot. That's right. Absolutely. So great. So we talk about the return, but I want to talk about the actual injury a little bit. So walk us through what happened, because I know that you had done that tope multiple times. Like It was just a stable to your offense, and it just happened yeah. to be the one time. So what, what happened? I don't know. I don't know. So my theory is that it was like the most gentle one that I've ever done. Cause if you've seen the ones I do before, I just kind of haul ass through it. Cause I'm so long that I'm afraid that my feet are going to hit the rope. So I just go as hard as I can. But the way that uh, it was set up to do it in this match, it was just get in on one side of the ring, run across and go as opposed to get like up, hit the ropes and then go. So I think because it was a little bit more, I didn't have as much momentum going into it. I I like just, it was a little bit more gentle, but it wasn't like on the, the diving through the ropes part. It was the way my foot landed somehow where I think I like had tucked my toes under type thing. And I don't know. I, it, it didn't feel like it was like over tracking forward or over like it didn't feel like anything was wrong. Like it didn't hurt really. It's just I just felt kind of like a in my knee. Make that noise again. <laughs> <laughs> That's like it, it's so hard to explain. Like it didn't I didn't hear a large pop. I didn't it just kind of felt like like I, I don't know how to explain it. It was weird. Uh, it really did not hurt. I know everyone that was there like kind of watched me walk to the back afterwards. So they were probably like, oh, it's probably not so bad. But uh, after the MRI, Doc said it was hanging on by a thread, uh, which means if or in order for it to have been um, torn that bad, like I must have had a pre-existing condition or something with it, sure. which I've never had any problems. So 
I had no idea. So I really don't know exactly how it happened. It wasn't like I got hit in the knee. It wasn't like, I, I feel like I didn't land weird, but and like the angle that we have of it from the side, like you can kind of see like the way I land, but it doesn't look like, like I've seen people land so much worse than the way I did and then have nothing. So it's like, I don't know what happened. I don't know how it happened. And I don't know how it was so bad over something that was just like a weird land, but whatever. Well, you, do, you know, when you, when you, when you do things like this on a regular basis and you're an athlete and you do, you are going to have certain stretches and tears that you don't even realize, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that just was the big one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you back. And uh, next, we're going to talk to Chris about her rehab and making her way back to the ring. Making my way back to the ring. Gonna get some new things. Da-na-na-na-na-na. This is AEW Unrestricted. Tony and Aubrey talking to Chris Statlander, former guest of the podcast, but little unique situation where she tore ACL almost a full year ago and has made a glorious return through claw machines, has joined a new faction has a new look, lots of just cool changes. And I, I love the evolving that you've done through this. Thank you. Yeah. So a little bit about, well, we talked about like the injury itself happening, but I know that you, you had the injury. I think it was like the Wednesday, it might've been live and you're just kind of limping around Thursday. How soon after did you have surgery? Too long. <laughs> wow. So I got injured on June 10th. It was a live show. I did not have surgery until July 28th. Hmm. Why did you wait that long? I, I didn't want to wait that long. It was not my choice. Uh, okay. So they have to wait till the swelling in the knee goes down to be able to like be able to see everything. And it's just to not have any further complications. Plus, COVID was super bad at that oh, time, right, summer right. last year. So there was just a lot of precautions that kept me from uh, really getting it done and me being the dumb idiot that I am once it stopped really hurting after like a week or two where it wasn't so stiff anymore because I was just working on mobility and everything um I was just walking around on it a lot with like with it wrapped up in an ace bandage so I was just I kept walking on it because I was like I don't need crutches I hate them they said they said that they told me that the more you use it and like do exercises with your legs like just the bare minimum like leg rehab ex- exercises that you can do the better you'll be uh or like the quicker your recovery will be right. and that was not true <laughs> I mean it was it was true to a point where I was like I felt good I was feeling good quicker probably because I was doing so much before, but it probably also did not help with the swelling. The fact that I uh, was walking around on it a lot before I got the surgery. Um, So it took, it took a long time. They originally didn't want me or they originally when they scheduled it, we're going to have it done August like 12th, the surgery. And I was like, that's over two months after the injury. And I was like, do you have anything sooner? Because I got I got to go back to work at some point, you know, like this isn't just like free time. Like I I need I need to like I need to be cleared to work and stuff. So it took a very long time to get the surgery, which was not my choice. I did not want to wait that long. That's just how it happened. So talk about once you have the surgery, uh, the physical therapy and your training to get back in shape. Tell us what you had to do. 
So the day after surgery, I had my first day of physical therapy where we kind of just took a mobility test, see how much I could bend and straighten my leg, stuff like that. Very, very basic stuff. I said, hey, what, when do you think I can start working out again? And the doctor or the physical therapist was like, you know, if you're, if you're feeling okay, like go for it tonight. Like, and so I did. I tried to work out the day after surgery. But because of the painkillers they had me on, uh, I, I got super nauseous really quick. Well, yeah. And anytime I tried to like exert energy. So like it would be like the first couple of days, it was like just 20 minutes of upper body stuff just to try and do something. But then I just stopped taking the painkillers because I didn't want to feel sick. So I, 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 did, I stopped taking painkillers so I could work out. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that says about me. Uh, I know a lot of people are just kind of like when they're injured, they just relax and they don't do anything. And for me, I was like, I got to I gotta do something. I can't. It's the only thing that I could do that was somewhat close to having any sort of physical physicality that I had to do it. So once I was able to work out or I got told to work out, I just did as much as I could every day. I did all of my leg rehab exercises like every day, three times a day, uh, looked up a bunch of stuff online with other ACL experts and whatnot, and tried to find new activities to do. I really got like into the whole like figuring out what is the best, how much can I do? And like how much of each thing can I do a day where I'm not overdoing it, but I'm doing enough different things that it's not like I'm destroying everything that was done. So I really just kind of got kind of obsessive over trying to find everything that I could do to fix my knee. I know a lot of people have said that I have come back in better shape, which I did not try to do. I don't know how it happened. I can tell you how it happened. <laughs> All of the shit you just said. <laughs> See, I know. I know I say that I did a lot of working out. And every time people would ask like my boyfriend or anything how I'm doing, he'd be like, she's doing great she's been working out every day and people are just like is she a psycho like why why and, and he's just like i don't know she's she's a nut she's a looney tune but it was just like i didn't really diet or anything so it's like really yeah like i ate so much popcorn and <laughs> ice cream so much that like i i don't know and like i didn't really see a difference of like like oh i can see my body composition changing because i'm trying actively to change it like it really wasn't until i got my new promo pictures done and then i like looked at old pictures that people were posting of me like fan art and stuff that i was just i really saw a difference and i don't know how it happened yeah. like i saw like i actively like tried to get leaner i just wanted to keep working out i just wanted to stay in shape in the shape that i was i was i ate a lot of popcorn Popcorn is the key to uh, repairing Apparently, an ACL. The, the healthy kinds, though, you know, like the every time I bring up this brand, everyone's like, I've never heard of it. Has anyone heard of the Boom Chicka Pop? Yes. Brand yeah. Every yeah. time I've said it to someone, they're like, I have no idea what that brand is. And I was like, yeah, it's the chickpea based stuff. Yeah. I, I ate so many bags of that, like whole bag, one sitting. Mm. Oh, my God. Multiple times a week. So I, I'm just saying that that's what I ate a lot of. It's good. Yeah. But it was it wasn't like a ba a bad brand. It was just I just really got a, a taste for it, and I was like, <laughs> "Whatever floats your boat, man." Might as well. I'm injured. It's gonna be your gonna be your new diet fad: ice cream I know. and popcorn. ice cream and popcorn. There it is. That's the reason. 
that that's all you got to do guys i mean i ate a lot of veg i i don't eat meat i eat a lot of eggs and vegetables so like you know eat your vegetables drink your water and stuff but right. like you know eat a lot of popcorn before we take a break i wanted to touch on a little bit because you had been back in the ring i think much much earlier than people realize uh i know you were doing some like practice matches and taking bumps i think up to like 2 months before you returned and I know talking to you a bit in the locker room, like Doc had cleared you, but your actual surgeon hadn't cleared you yet. And yeah. I remember that being super frustrating. Mm-hmm. So what what happened there? Why was the why was there a difference of opinion? Okay, so the first time I actually got in the ring and was just trying out some basic like chain, very slow motion, some just trying to learn how to run the ropes again was actually like the end of December. But then I would just take a good amount of time off in between from going in ring stuff just to make sure that I'm not like overdoing anything with my leg. Um, But like I would still have to ask Doc every day like, hey, can I do suplexes today? Can I do body slams today? And he would tell me yes or no. So there were still some things that like even up until my surgeon cleared me that Doc was not letting me do just because surgeons have the final word. But at the same time, I think people that don't know wrestling don't know or don't understand that there's ways that we can cover up having an injury and there's ways to work around an injury. And that like, even if I wasn't cleared, I probably could have done that. My return, the arcade anarchy match spot. I probably could have done that and have been totally fine. It's just more the precaution of giving your leg the time to heal and really solidify itself. Right. So, um, yeah, uh, it was frustrating because like Doc was seeing everything that I was doing and I was doing very basic, but full matches very quick, like five minute things. But, uh, and then I was, we, we kept trying to like convince my surgeons like, Hey, she's doing everything in the ring that like, and probably more than what she should be able to do at this point. Like she's, she's good to go. And Doc kept like talking to him trying trying to be like hey it's okay like she's doing great but you know now looking back in retrospect that like i don't mind that they made me wait as long as i did because i probably wouldn't come back from each match feeling as good as i do uh if i came back earlier if that makes sense like i still get achy in my knee from walking around all day we have long days when we're there standing on concrete and i have to tell myself to sit down more because i just got back from knee surgery but i it's not as bad as it probably would be if i came back earlier than i did so i'm very happy that they made my stubborn ass sit down and be like no don't do it don't do it (laughs) so yeah it was just frustrating for me because I mentally and physically felt ready. And I was like, it's been long enough. I need, like I had those almost two months before the surgery I had to wait. And I had these seven and a half, eight months after, like, I think I'm good to go. Please let me go. It was just more mentally frustrating than anything where I know, I know in my heart that it is better for me to have stayed out as long as I did. All right, we're talking with Chris Statlander, and next on the docket for Chris, questions from fans. Dun, dun, dun. AEW Unrestricted, very happy to have Chris Statlander back with us in more ways than one, back here on our Unrestricted podcast and have her back in the ring. She is such a great, a delight, a great athlete, and certainly has added, I think, a lot of more fun to already a fun thing with the with the best friends. and. 
Chris, thanks for being with us. Here is our first question. Uh, well, that question we already answered. Mm-hmm. Have you ever won something out of a claw machine? I don't know. If so, <laughs> do you still have it? <laughs> Probably at some point in my life I have. Uh, yeah. It'd be really sad if I didn't. You know You know what I want out of a claw machine? I won a live snapshot of Penelope's makeup for the day. Oh, snap. That's what I want. Uh-uh. Very good. <laughs> good answer. For those uh, those listening to the audio version of the podcast, the Z snap was really good. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I won friendship out of the claw machine. There you, you found go. Friendship with the best friends. Boom. And yes, I still have it. I still have it. Ooh, that was Very that good. turned into the probably the best possible answer to that question. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question from Shelby on Twitter. Uh, before returning to the Andromeda Galaxy, what would be your last meal on Earth? Mm. Popcorn. Hmm. <laughs> No, I could take popcorn on the road. That's, okay. that's, that's, you can take popcorn on the ship. What would I have? Ooh, that's a hard one. See, like, I'm not really like a huge, like, I need to eat bad because, like, I eat ice cream and popcorn a lot. So, like, I really, you know, I've really been into making my own egg salad. <laughs> okay. Second question. Do you use pickles in your egg salad? Sometimes. Okay. I've been using black olives and feta and um, some spinach and stuff. And I put paprika in it to make it like um, a deviled egg type thing. Oh, you got to have the paprika. Do you use the smoked kind or the regular kind? Just regular. Okay. I highly recommend the smoked paprika. It adds kind of like a meaty flavor to it. A little bit more savory. I will try that. But yeah, I add, I add, uh, I'll do pickle sometimes, but I definitely always add black olives and feta as well. I've been making my own egg salad recipe. Perfect. It's so good. Breaking news, everybody. <laughs> it sounds great. It really does. Gabrielle Horse. Gabrielle Horse on Twitter. Chris, have you ever met the Guardians of the Galaxy on your space travels? If so, which one is your favorite? And by the way, Gabrielle's a big human fan, he or she says, from Mexico. So I would love it if I can at least get a virtual boop. <laughs> get it out of the way. Uh, <laughs> so... Okay, so sort of met Galaxy. I can't even say it. Guardians of the Guardians Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So my favorite character, obviously Star Lord, for many reasons. Sure. One. So I sort of met him because my boyfriend, who's a wrestler, has played him for the cosplay wrestling show. He has played the character of Star Lord. So, you know, it just kind of works out well. But he. Um, he and one of my characters, I played a uh, Baroness from G.I. Joe. So we had this whole thing uh, where I know they give the alien person the most boring non superhero character out of all of the cool movies and stuff. But I made it work. We did this whole thing where Cobra disappeared. So I was forming a new Cobra and I was the new Cobra commander and I called us the new era reigning dominance so it's spelled nerd and then team star lord came out and then we had to wrestle each other and then barry bostwick from rocky horror picture show i believe yeah he came out and he was supposed to like cut a promo and then after we all did the time warp it's real something uh but barry bostwick he was supposed to come out and do a promo and then leave and then walk away and he went into business for himself Mm. and (laughs) he came into the ring cutting a promo on me 
stole Baroness's glasses and gave me a worker punch. And I, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, man. Did you, you bump for it? I, I sold it. Yeah. But I was, I, we were all just, all of us were just like, we didn't know what to do because he was not supposed to get in the ring at all. Oh my God. And he's like, I'm the original nerd. Give me the glasses back and like took them. And then he went, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And so, yeah. And so that's when I met my boyfriend, AKA playing Star Lord. And that's how I met one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a great story. Oh my God. All right. Kat Cameron on Twitter. As a fellow weird girl uh, science nerd, I love the backstory of the alien character. What were your favorite fields of study in science? And did you ever consider going into a science-based career? Sort of. I don't think if this counts as science, but I always wanted to be like a dolphin trainer. Like that was like my first job that I wanted. I feel like in like animal behaviors, it's like it's kind of a science to like learn about like the psychology of animals and stuff like that. Like veterinary is like it's science it's science obviously yeah so it's kind of in a way a science subject and i kind of did where i ended up becoming a licensed massage therapist because you had to learn about human anatomy and stuff like that uh so i did end up sort of having a science related job um i definitely have looked into becoming an astronaut recently just in case just in case um one subject that I wasn't really a fan of, but I was really, really good at was earth science, like learning about meteorology and like the weather and stuff like that. I was Ironic. not, yeah, weird, right? Like I did not, I, it was not my favorite subject, but I was super good at it. It was one of the best subjects. I was like almost hundreds every test with that, with that uh, subject. And I don't know why it was just easy for me. I think I answered all those questions. Yeah, you right? did a good job, as a matter of fact. Okay. Is okay. part of it? Yeah, no, that's great. So you did study science. You did use science. You, have, you applied it to your career, and mm-hmm. there you are. Here I am. And now you're, you're now you're an alien. I, yeah, <laughs> wow, full circle. Yeah, okay. Julie can do that on Twitter. Is it wild to be in a faction with your old IWTV championship rival? No, it's not, because I feel like the matches that we did have – we're we were friendly like we didn't like purposely try to kill each other in them right and i only had the the i never actually defended the title i lost it the first defense i had it back to him so (laughs) i think with all of that i technically wasn't even supposed to win the title at some point but it just kind of happened just because it was a cool idea and I was one of the most believable females to actually win it. And I had like the, um, I had won a tournament to challenge for the title at some point and I had to wrestle two guys in that tournament. And I'm just saying, you know, if a girl can win a tournament, then she can probably win with the title and then so the title or the match that i lost it it was a triple threat match uh with a girl that i had been feuding with um kimberly and she kind of hit me with the belt after uh i had given oc my finisher and then she hit me with the belt and then dragged him and put him on top of me to get the pin mm-hmm. so he didn't know it was happening i didn't know it was happening it was kind of just like she wanted to get the title out of us, uh, off of me, because our storyline didn't pertain to the IWTV title. 
So that's kind of what it was. I, I don't think it's weird. I think the quirky fun that we have makes up for any any bad blood that we had had in the past. And if you ever hear actually hear him talk to me in the back, you will see he he makes fun of me and belittles me just like everyone else in the world does. Nobody's nice to me. (laughs) Nobody's nice to me. I like to think I'm nice to you. Besides you. I know I'm nice to you. Besides you two. Besides you two. If you heard the way everyone talks to me, you would be (laughs) surprised. I like too when there's moments where you're like, oh yeah, no, they're definitely going to say this. And then Chuck or Greg, I like that I use both one real name, one fake name. Uh, (laughs) Dustin and Greg are both like, oh yeah, no, but, and then they just say it immediately. Like it's so predictable. All of their insults are going to throw at you. Mm -hmm. WSX Finest on Twitter says, I've had to deal with injury and rehab. It allowed me time to be introspective. And are there any insights you gain during your time off in rehab? You know, if there's one thing that like if you're ever not sure about yourself in a career have it taken away from you unexpectedly and then you'll see where you stand um and being injured as badly as it was made me want to wrestle and get better and be the best more than anything ever could because i couldn't do it and i literally cried every single day for three to four months straight because i was so upset that I couldn't participate. I was so upset that I couldn't help out. I felt like I had failed everybody. And if it just felt like it was all on me and it's like, I would watch AEW and I would get upset because I couldn't be there and I'd get upset that I couldn't help out. And I get upset because I was like, Oh, everyone's doing great without me. Do I even, do they even need me back anymore? I'd try to work out and I'd start crying because I was like, I can't do anything. I'm useless. I can't like, I just want to do everything. I just want to be better. And I can't, and kudos to my boyfriend for putting up with that because it was, it was a long, a long time that I was crying every single day. And like, that's not an exaggeration. Like there might have been like one day or something where I didn't get upset occasionally throughout that time period. It was, it was rough. Um, So, yeah, when you get injured, you really start to appreciate the things that are taken away from you without you trying to take it away from yourself. That's really my biggest thing. Wow. Very well said. Mm -hmm. Makes me sad for the time we missed you. And we did miss you, by the way. We did. Yeah. Let you know. And you've come back all that much better. Thanks. With the green green on the side. Love the the, green. Yeah. And the eye and... It's with that, stuff. with the new, with the new look, I wanted it to, because I know there's a lot of criticism about like how how is she an alien? All she does is have some dots and lines on her face and stuff like that. So I wanted to make it more visual for fans to kind of understand a little bit better. Like just because I say I'm an alien or whatever, like you can interpret whatever you don't know, however you want. So it's like, if that's how I interpreted it, that's fine. It's my it's my take on it. But I feel like this look looks so much better. And doing it on this side with the purple hair, the, the whole idea is that this is the alien hair coming out of my head. And I've seen... So that's why the green is on this side. And it's like, that's the real skin. This is the real hair, the contact, the real eyeball. And so I saw some things on Twitter where people are like, oh, this reminds me of the V, which is like some... I think it's short for like the visitors or something. It was some TV show back in like the seventies or something where they had like green reptile skin, like peeled underneath 
Like they'd peeled away the human skin underneath the reptile skin. And I was like, oh, didn't even try that. But because there is actually something that it looks similar to, now there's something that people can actually relate it to, which makes it more believable that it's a thing. But then like, again, people still criticize like, oh, the alien thing is dumb and stuff. But it's like, that's fine. You don't have to like it. doesn't mean I'm a bad wrestler or anything. Also, what else, what else? I, have so many, I have so many things that I have to say to people sometimes. <laughs> well, here's, here's, here's a great blanket statement in response to the trolls. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. There you go. That works. There you go. Okay. There you go. There you go. I, don't, I don't even care if people don't like the, ca- the character. Like, I, I always find it funny when people are like, oh, I think Chris is awesome. She just has a dumb gimmick. And it's like, that's great. I don't care. I don't care if you don't like the character. It's what I feel comfortable with portraying myself. But if you think I'm a good wrestler, that's all I care about. That's all I need to hear. Well said. Exactly. I don't care if you like it's it's me. It's me being me. And for all the people that are like she doesn't act like an alien, it's like, well, with that V show, I'm sure bef- if unless their skin was their real alien skin was showing, I'm sure they weren't trying to act like a complete psycho weirdo idiot type thing when they were trying to blend in with society. So Yeah. What do you what do you expect? Obviously there's going to be some mess ups, but like you're, the whole idea is to not think they're an alien until it shows. So There you go. Whatever. I wanted to thank you for being here, Statlander. Uh, really great to hear from you and talk about your injury kind of more in depth. And I'm just so happy you're back. You're such a bright and wonderful person to have in the locker room. And uh, I ate pixie sticks while you were gone. And uh, I really have happy- so many. I have so <laughs> many and I keep forgetting to bring them. You should bring them because I really miss them. Anyway, okay. thank you for being here. You can follow Chris Statlander on Twitter at CallMeChrisStat and on Instagram at CallMeChrisStat. Of course, listen to the AEW Unrestricted Podcast for free. Wherever you get your podcasts, please leave us a rating. Review while you're there. New episodes every Thursday morning. Don't forget the video on this podcast on YouTube. Search AEW Unrestricted. Also, tune into these shows. Elevation on Monday night. Dark on Tuesdays on our YouTube channel. And AEW Dynamite Wednesdays, 7 or 8 o'clock, 7 central. Only on TNT. My name is Tony Schiavone. My name is Aubrey Edwards. My name is Chris Catlander. You sure are. (laughs) Boop. And this has been AEW Unrestricted. Boom. Boom.